It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Jays fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Jays. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lucas Weiss. Wow, what a game against the New York Yankees. The Blue Jays are still alive. Our podcast is still rolling. It's going to be a fun show. But first, don't forget to follow me at We Sports. You can follow my work at Sportsnet, ESPN's The Undefeated, as well as doing play-by-play broadcasting for Saga 960 AM. I just want to say a huge shout out to the listeners for making Locked On Jays your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Thank you so much for following, like, rating, and subscribing the podcast. But today, though, we have a very special guest on the show. I'm pleased to welcome, who will be a regular contributor on the show, an MLB analyst, Jen Smith. Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here, and uh, it's exciting times in Toronto. It certainly is. I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. I mean, I know for me, I'm you know a relatively young Blue Jays follower, and and probably for a lot of our listeners who may be a little bit older, they probably, of course, remember the great 1992, like the poster I have, I have in my background here, them winning the World Series. But most of us remember, of course, 2015, 2016. But that's been like five years ago. And now finally, five years later, so nice to have like meaningful September baseball at the Rogers Center. It, I was there last night. And even though they didn't end up winning that game, I mean, the, the atmosphere was incredible walking into that stadium, right? People were excited. It was, it was a playoff atmosphere already. And, uh, you know, as you said, it has been, it's been five years, which is not a, not a terribly long time for, for those of us who do remember 92, 93 and uh, you know, how long it took to, to get back to, to the playoffs, you know uh, but this has been, this has just been an incredible season. And uh, like you said, off the top, they're still alive and, you know, four games to go. Four games to go as we're recording this episode. Of course, the Blue Jays win the second of their three-game series, 6-5, over the New York Yankees. We're going to talk about a lot about just this game. I mean, from Bull Bichette, that great home run in the bottom of the eighth inning. We're going to talk, of course, about Jose Barrios' performance. How does the Jays have been able to just, you know, rally in these tight game scenarios when it feels like the season is just falling off the cliff, but then they're able to come back on. So we're going to be talking all about that. But Jen, let me just start big picture with this game that we just saw. Just your initial thoughts, because coming into this game, of course, you were there yesterday. It was a must-win game. The Jays didn't pull it out. Tonight, of course, was a must-win game for the team. They were able to pull it out against Garrett Cole. Just your big picture thoughts on what we just saw. I mean, I think what we've seen in the past two nights is sort of a a microcosm of the entire season. You know, uh, they were essentially out of it Uh, leading into September. They had that incredible, you know, come from behind win against the athletics on on September 3rd and, you know, went on a roll from there. Offense went cold again, you know, and and here they are right back in it. And, and I think what we've seen over the last two nights is just, you know, a team with a tremendous amount of talent, 
who believe in themselves um, with, you know, guys who have been there before. And, and this team isn't going to lie down for anybody. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're really not. And, and to me, what I like about this team is, is, is that they come to the ballpark. They're still having fun. And, and, and I know it bothers some people probably that like, look, you know, they may be losing and they may not be, you know, doing so hot, but they still have fun. They're still dancing in the dugout. They're still wearing the home home run jacket. And personally, I really like that. I mean, it shows the energy of these guys. It shows the youth of this team. But I think tonight, especially when the light is just shining brightest, they were able to raise their game. And for many of these players, they've just not been in that type of situation before. I know last year happened, but let's be honest, 60 games, no fans. They weren't in Toronto. So, None of these guys have experienced what Rogers Center can be like with fans in September playing meaningful September baseball. Well, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, it was incredibly important to be able to, first of all, get them back to Toronto uh, and then be able to raise the attendance limits on these games. Right. So that the, the team could actually experience that, that atmosphere, you know, leading into those final days. Um, And I think, you know, as you said, um, you know, they're out there and they're having fun and, you know, maybe people don't like to see it, but they're staying loose. And I think that that's the important part, right? You know, one of the, one of the things, you know, is we, when, you know, guys get tight and guys get, you know, all wrapped up in their heads, you know, that, that doesn't exactly bode well for hitting your way out of a slump or, or anything like that. And what, you know, fans aren't seeing is the work that's being done behind the scenes, Right. The, the, the grind that is going on, all of the effort being put on, you know, in the cage and on the field, you know, so, you know, sure, go out there, have fun, put on a show for the fans, you know, uh, keep loose. And and, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with it either. No. And look, and that's not to say that other sports aren't a grind or, or other sports don't have the ups and downs and, and, and it's tough, but. Baseball is 162 games, and these guys have, have have prepared for these moments since spring training. So that's a long time ago. So I think, you know, you really want to be able to, to keep loose, like you just said. it. And I really appreciate your point about maybe not seeing all what's behind the scenes. And look, I mean, that's where, you know, you look at the Blue Jays fans on Twitter you know, they sometimes get after Charlie Montoyo, who can obviously, obviously be very polarizing in, in the fan base. But there's a perfect example where the fans are just sitting at home watching, you know, tweeting behind their computers. They're not necessarily like the reporters who are, who are telling the stories behind the scenes who, or, or the players themselves who are obviously there and, and who, who are interacting with these guys so that they can play in 162 game season. So, so to me, I find it very interesting to see. I mean, obviously fans are fanatics. We know that they, 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 you know, they can be irrational at times when we love the fans, but sometimes I think, you know, they they don't necessarily understand what the grind takes and give credit to the the management and the personnel who have been able to, to prepare these guys for these moments. That's a great point, you know, and, and this is a team, you know, how much it factors in on, I really have no idea, but, you know, you know, three different home stadiums, quote unquote, you know, playing so-called home games in front of fans that aren't cheering for you because they've come to see the other team, 
you know, uh, I don't know what the situation would have been with their families, whether or not the families were able to, to be with them, you know, so this, this 162 game grind has really been a grind for this, for this team. And, uh, you know, the work that is being put in behind the scenes, you look at a guy like Barrios, uh, and the adjustments that were made for him, you know, that represents work that's gone on behind the scenes, uh, since Jansen has come back, you know, whatever adjustments he's made at the place, you know, and, uh, and these guys, these guys want it. They're out there and they're working every single day, uh, to, to do that and to put on this show for the fans. And, you know, it fans, of course, as you said, fans get fanatical, right? Fans can live and die with every pitch and, and everything is an emotional roller coaster. And, and that's fantastic. That's part of the fun of, of sports fandom, really, right? You know, whereas if you're a player, you you can't you can't be that way. You can't, you know, ride that roller coaster because you'll you you're not going to accomplish anything. So, you know, they have to be much more, you know, even keel and and loose, as we said earlier. So you know, um, yeah, I mean, we can question things, we can question in-game decisions, but, you know, ultimately, you know, here they are still grinding it out and, you know, we didn't think they would be at the end of August. No, I mean, I, I remember I tweeted out like after that Tigers game, when Semyon made that air, it felt like a nail in the coffin to me. Like it, it just felt like that, you know, they, they really sort of blew their chances at a really solid August to get them into a spot in September. But it's interesting here they are. And, and look, like you said, four games to go, only a half came out of an AL wildcard spot, which is incredible. You mentioned even keel nets and, and, and that's where I want to segue into my, you know, to our first topic here about Bull Bichette. And Bo Bichette is someone that, that, that epitomizes even keelness. I mean, he's a very cool guy, very laid back guy, but rightfully so tonight, Jen, he, he, he just, you know, showed that emotion, showed that youthful energy when he got that solo home run in the bottom of the eighth inning. I know Bo Bichette's been a fan favorite. I mean, you know, a lot of people on social media love, Love Bo and with his with with the flow of hair and and Bo knows and all that kind of stuff. But from a baseball sense, that home run tonight, especially the Blue Jays go on to to, to perhaps qualify for the postseason. I mean, that's huge for his development as a ball player. I had the opportunity to speak with Bo several years ago when he was playing uh, low A ball in Lansing. And, uh, you know, he was just, he was just a kid. And the one thing that struck me was how mature and professional he came across in, in what he had to say about, you know, the game of baseball and his own approach to the game. And I think that's something that, you know, you see with him every single day. I mean, you, you know, sure you see the aggressiveness at the plate and he's swinging out of his shoes and everything. Um, you know, but he is, you know, he grew up in a baseball family and he understands, you know, how big this moment is. And he wants to win. He wants to win. He wants to be a leader on this team. And, uh, you know, that home run was just such a huge moment for him. You know, if they do go on to the postseason, you know, you could claim that 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 home run sort of saved the season right there, you know, uh, leading up to it. If you were, if you were reading Twitter, you know, the, the, the season, the season had possibly just ended, 
when the Yankees had tied the game and, you know, there goes Bo and, you know, the moment wasn't too big for him. And that's another narrative that has come up, you know, is that when they, when they lost the night before that the moment was simply too big for this team. I'm not even really sure what that means to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't, Um, I don't know either. You know, I have, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, people, people are maybe discounting the fact that these are professionals who have been doing this for a very long time and, uh, and they really want to win. And if, you know, if they didn't, they could have, you know, could, they could have just played out the string, you know, when they were out of it, they could have just, they could have just given up and they never have. No, they haven't. And, and look, I mean, you know, you mentioned Bo and, and wanting to win and, and, and I know that, Last night, I mean, you know, that that base running, you know, running to third and getting out. I mean, people, you know, on Twitter were talking about that. And, and look, I mean, that was probably something where with more experience, he probably would have stayed second in that position, right? I know he's trying to be aggressive there. But the fact of the matter is Bo took that. And then, and then tonight, again, it didn't, it didn't phase him. He's on to the next game, on to try to help his team win. And I just think, again, like, like to have a moment like this, and, and I said it off the top, I mean, these guys have not been in this type of position before to just sort of show off like that in where, where, <laughs> where, where the lights are the brightest. You just can't help but love it and just adore what, what, what he's been able to do. And Bo, after the game to, to Sportsnet's Hazel May said, I mean, this is what you dream of. You wouldn't be playing baseball without atmospheres like this. So... The even-keeled guy, I mean, he got the standing ovation. He did the curtain call. He was really soaking in that moment. I think it's so impressive to see. That was a very cool moment, him him getting that curtain call, right? And, you know, recognizing that, you know, the fans recognizing that moment in him, recognizing the fans. And, you know, um, no one felt worse about that base running error yesterday than Bo, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, whatever thought process he went through afterwards, you know, maybe that alone sort of helped set him up for, for tonight's, you know, two home run game, you know, maybe, you know, like you said, you, you, some, some guys, they just can get into that mindset, you know, they're able to, you know, wash away a negative moment, uh, you know, a pivotal moment and, and they're able to move on to the next game. They're able to focus and regroup. And I think that that's something, what we saw out of him tonight, you know, and that, and that goes back to him, you know, being that professional and, and, you know, recognizing the moment and not letting it, not letting it get away from him. Yeah. And Bo also becoming the fourth Blue Jay to get over a hundred RBIs this season. And it's the first time of Blue Jays history that we've had four Blue Jays get 100 RBIs. I want you to hold that thought, Jen, because we're going to talk about that right after this when I talk to you guys about Get Upside. Hey, Blue Jays fans, this is Lucas Weiss with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back 
using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL. That's code BASEBALL. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. All right, it's Lucas Weiss on the Locked On Jays podcast here with Jen Smith again. Thank you to all the listeners for making this your first listen of the day. Jen, of course, just said it before before I read the ad about Bo Bichette, 100 RBIs, fourth Blue Jay to do so this season. Look, I mean, I know that Vlad gets a lot of the starlight and, and same as Marcus Semyon getting get a lot of the spotlight, but Look at Bo and what Teoscar Hernandez. Like, I mean, the list goes on just the balanced offense of this team. And, and I know when, when things don't go right, it sort of, you know, stinks that they, they stick up the joint a little bit just in terms of not being able to get the number of hits or just, you know, cash in runners in scoring position. But it is truly impressive that this hasn't been done in Blue Jays franchise history. And it's happened in 2021. Yeah, when I saw that statistic pop up, I was, you know, a little bit surprised because you think back to say that that 2015 team, you know, and and uh, the offense that the offensive numbers that that team put up and, you know, you take a look at this and I know RBI is maybe a little bit of an antiquated statistic, but, you know, you've got four guys putting up 100 RBIs that that represents an awful lot of runs that are being generated, right? And, you know, you, you can sort of assume that, you know, if you're getting a hundred RBIs in a season that that says something about you as a hitter. Right. So sure. No, it's, it's, it, you know, it has to, right. So it mean, and it means something about the, the, the hitters around you as well, you know, getting on base so that you actually can drive in those runs. And so this is, I mean, you know, we've been saying this from the beginning of the season of, about the, this offense, and just how potent it actually is. And you're right when they, you know, when they slump, they all seem to slump. Uh, but when they get clicking, you know, I, I don't know, they're, they're probably the most dangerous lineup in baseball. And, and I think that, you know, if they do make the playoffs, like that's one team that your other teams are looking at saying, well, we don't, <laughs> we don't want to face them. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and that, look, that's what Alec Manoa said in one of his, post-game media availabilities recently. Like, like we're the best team in baseball. No one wants to face us. And you gotta love that energy. But I wanted to follow up though, because one of the other hitters that got their 100th RBI, courtesy of their 44th home run of the season, a new MLB record, Marcus Semyon, becoming, of course, the second baseman with the most single season home runs in MLB history for that position. He's just such a professional gen. And, and, and you know, I know, you know, you've, you know, done a lot of, you know, work writing about baseball, writing on athletes and things like that. But to me, he'd be just such a pleasure for a reporter or a journalist to cover because he may not be the, the flashy personality, like maybe a Vlad or, or, the, or Lourdes Gurriel or some of those other guys. But I feel like Marcus is the guy that just, you know, he'll, he'll give you those great quotes and he'll give you those great little nuggets. And, and he's just been... He's just been the glue of this team, I feel like, this year. 
and and certainly the numbers show it, but just the intangibles that he brings night in, night out. He's a consummate professional. And, you know, I can only imagine that sort of the mentorship that he's been able to provide, you know, the other the other younger players, particularly the the infielders, right? You know, and he just, as you said, he goes about his business quietly. He isn't flashy, um, but he knows how to handle himself. He knows exactly what to say to the media. Um, you know, I believe it was him a few nights ago who said that, you know, they, they would bet on themselves if they had, like, if they're, you know, they would pick themselves as a team, you know, over any other team to win. Um, and, you know, that's, that can't be understated when you have a player like him, uh, you know, he took this, this one-year deal, you know, uh, couldn't, couldn't sign anywhere else, took this one-year deal to, to prove himself essentially. And, you know, first of all, his production has been beyond, I think what anybody would have expected. Um, and then you add in that, that mentorship piece that he brings, which I think is so valuable for the younger players. And I talk about intangibles and, you know, some people, you know, scoff at it and, you know, you can't measure it. Um, but I think that anybody in baseball will tell you that it is absolutely, you know, critical to have guys like that on the team, you know, uh, between him and Springer, you know, we, we can talk about him as well. Um, mm. And what he's been able to bring, you know, I, I just can't, again, it's one of those things that you can't measure on paper. And when you look at the statistics at the end of the season, and you, you know, you can look at your F war or your B war to, to try to figure out what value a player brought to their team or look at, you know, offensive numbers or whatever it might be. Um, but those intangibles that you can't really measure, you know, who knows to what extent they had an effect on, on the team itself. Yeah. And, and, and look, I mean, you, you make the point about, you know, him betting on himself. I think he's going to get, He's going to get his bag next year and, and, and deservedly so. Now, I got to ask you, Jen, because you've posed the question on Twitter, Marcus Semyon, Robbie Ray. And, and, and now, you know, now I have the perfect opportunity because, you know, you, you know, and it's great to see all the fans, of course, replying and interacting. And it, and it really generated a great conversation. It's sort of been the question, right? That's probably what the front office is going to face after the season. Who, who would you sign? Who would you try to bring along? Um, because, of course, Robbie Ray is going to be on the Hill on Thursday. Might win a Cy Young. Most likely he has one good start. But you can't undersell what, Ro what Marcus Simeon's provided. So when I first posed that question on Twitter, I was completely leaning towards, you know, if you can only bring back one, you're bringing back Robbie Ray. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you need that starting rotation to be strong. We've all seen the issues with the bullpen. So you need guys that you can throw out there every five days who you know are going to give you six or seven strong innings and, and you know, save that bullpen at least for that, that particular day, right? You need guys like that. And, you know, the bullpen will obviously have to be addressed in the off season. Um, what was, and I think, you know, if you look at the responses to that question, I think the majority of fans were leading towards Ray. Um, one interesting person, uh, actually replied to that question that I asked and that was Bill James mm. and, uh, Bill, Bill James said that he would re-sign Marcus Semien 10 to one. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. So I, I haven't, uh, I actually haven't, and I should, um, you know, reach out and ask Bill why that was his inclination at the time. If I had to guess, um, in mean, you've got a guy who is, you know, able to affect the outcome of the game every single day. Yeah. That would be, that would be my guess versus somebody who's only, only out there every five days. And I think Semyon uh, is one of just a couple of guys right now who might actually play all 162. Yeah. Like in the entire league. Right. So, you know, that's when you think about it from that perspective, it makes the question a lot more difficult to answer. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking from it at it from a fan point of view, my, my answer is why not both? Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why not be the you know? big market team, right? You know, empty the pockets. Right. Uh, empty the pockets. Empty the pockets. Spend the money. You know, we've <laughs> all seen the fans, the fans will fill that stadium if sure. you put a winner on that field, right? Sure. You know, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's not my money and uh, <laughs> I'm not the one who would have to pay the luxury tax potentially, um, you know, but I don't know. I, I, I guess you take a look at it at the end of the season and you try to figure out if you can make it work. You're certainly making the offers, right? You know, and uh, I, I'd like to think, you know, especially with Robbie Ray and what he's been able to done uh, to do under, under Pete Walker's tutelage, you know, at the, at the very minimum that they'd give the Blue Jays an opportunity maybe to match uh, higher offers that are out there. For sure. Well, well, this is why we have you on the pod, Jen. I mean, because, you know, when you drop the Bill James is, is responding <laughs> to your questions, you know that that question ge- definitely generated a lot of buzz. So that's, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking, though, of, of other players that are generating a lot of buzz, George Springer, Jose Barreo. So we're going to talk about both of those players coming up. But first, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. It's always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And finally, I want to talk to you a little bit about Rock Auto. Now, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain to auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, there's a solution. There is Rock Auto. Save money and time when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain or car dealership? Because Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
All right, I'm back. Lucas Weiss alongside Jen Smith on the Locked On Jays podcast. Of course, to all listeners, thank you for making this podcast your first listen of the day. Jen, George Springer, we knew he was starting to make his, you know, resurgence at the end of that Minnesota Twins series. But I really felt tonight, I mean, when he got on, you know, when he let off with that, you know, big, you know, hit to start the game. It just felt to me like this was going to be a big George Springer night. And, and my goodness, did he deliver, didn't he? He really did. And I mean, this is, this is what they, what they paid him for, right? Come yeah. up big in big moments, you know? And, uh, you know, it's so unfortunate that so much of his season has been, you know, riddled with, with injuries um, because who knows what he could have accomplished this season had he been able to, to stay healthy and stay on the field. Um, you know, and just sort of going back a little bit to the conversation about Simeon, one of the things that's really impressed me about Springer is that when he was injured, he was traveling with the team, he was sitting on the bench, um, he was talking to his teammates, you know, I don't know, I assume at some points he must have been offering advice or, you know, whatever he might have been seeing at the plate. So he he has remained engaged and involved throughout all of this. And uh, I'm, you know, he, he fought like hell to get back on that field, you know, rehabbing. And, you know, he, when he made that running catch the other night, I, I thought, okay, there he is. He can, he, he's got his legs under him again. And uh, you just knew it was just a matter of time for him get, to get the timing, you know, with the bats, because he's such a great leadoff hitter. You, you knew that had to come. And uh, yeah, you know, there it was tonight, like, like you said, just to, to start off the game. Yeah, he went three for three for four tonight, two runs in RBI. You know, look, George Springer, this is a guy that, you know, he understands the big games. He understands the big spotlight. And look, I understand he played on a controversial Houston Astros team after the fact, but he's still a really good hitter and he still performed. He knows how to perform with all. When the, when the lights are brightest. And I think tonight with the crowd, you seem to really revel on that. And, and look, I, I really liked his hustle along the bases. I mean, you know, no, no, no worries there about an injury, right? If he, if he's be, being able to run on the bases and really just have that hustle, clearly he looks, you know, he seems okay. And, and that's great news for the Blue Jays going forward. Well, that's just it, right? I, I, you know, clearly, uh, you know, he's capable of playing all facets of the game right now. So I would assume that the injury troubles are behind him. But, you know, I get the feeling that even if he, you know, it was bothering him a little bit, he'd still be out there hustling 100%, you know, because he's, he's, he wants to win. This whole team wants to win yeah. clearly. But I mean, he's been there and done that. And this is exactly what he was brought in for. You know, this is exactly why they, they gave him that contract that they did. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's incredibly disappointed at, at the number of games he's lost this season, but you know, this is, this is kind of the moment I feel that he was, he was brought in for is to play these big games in these big moments. Another player who was brought in for the big moments, like you just said, Jen was Jose Barrios right at the trade deadline. He's been another one to, to really have an impact. And look, if you didn't watch this game, you would look at his stat line tonight, six innings, but three earned runs, four hits, seven strikeouts. And you'd be like, okay, not bad, not great. But I mean, he had a per- he had like a perfect game going through like the first five mm-hmm. innings. And and especially when pitchers 
on the Blue Jays have struggled to sort of sometimes get past that or get out of a game really early. I mean, Hunjin Ryu, we've seen that early on, or if they have a bullpen game, which hopefully they don't have, have to do again. Uh, you know, Brayos was able to do that and really bring that, 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 that velocity, that command to really make sure that, that those Yankee hitters couldn't get any big hits off of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Blue Jays gave up quite a bit to get him at the deadline. Uh, you know, yeah. two really good prospects uh, to bring him in. Um, and, you know, they needed, they clearly needed to, to have another, you know, very reliable starter. And, and they paid money, you know, or prospect money in, in order to get one. And, you know, one that they will also have on the team next year. He's not a rental. No, you know, and I think that, you know, the, the thing about it is this front office, you know, has been saying that, you know, when the window is open, they, they're going to be willing to go out and make these types of moves. And that's exactly what they did because they saw themselves as potentially being in it this season, but certainly next season. And so they secured that, that spot in the rotation. Um, and, you know, he had those, uh, you know, couple of really, awful starts uh where he was i guess tipping pitches and he's made adjustments with pete walker and what you're seeing right now is exactly the reason why they acquired him right is to basically be the number two out there you know and and that was a heck of a performance tonight i mean you know he was there's another one who was completely fired during the game you know uh he was he was showing his emotion out there on the mound you know, and uh, a perfect game into, I think it was into the fifth. Yes. Before he gave up his first hit, right? So, yeah, you're right. The line doesn't look super fantastic, um, you know, but he he was, you know, just absolutely dealing out there, which, you know, gave, uh, first of all, it gave Garrett Cole very little time yeah. to rest in between innings, you know, which I'm sure in turn helped the offense a little bit to get to Cole. So, you know. That's, that's, that's the, the line doesn't tell the full story. No, 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 it doesn't. And, and, and you made the great point about just, again, that, that intensity out there. And I really do think that it's a bit foreshadowing. Now it may not be this season. Hopefully it is that the Blue Jays sneaking in the postseason, but certainly next year with that additional year of control, particularly if let's say the Blue Jays hypothetically don't, you know, aren't able to bring Robbie Ray back. You have a guy there who can perform in big games like Jose Barreos. And I just think tonight you saw that. And and look, you know, he didn't, you know, he, he had the exit the game and, and whatnot, but he dominated. And I really think that that was just critical for this team. And the Yankees guys at, at the beginning were just having, you know, real fits with him. Because that's what Jose Barreos does, and and it's great that he's been able to, you know, figure out that. Because because you did say Jen that you know those some of those starts at the you know beginning were like a little bit shaky, and we're like, oh, did did the Jays give up too much? I know that that was a big narrative, but he certainly won a lot of fans back over with his ability to perform on the mound. Absolutely, and the and the fact that they've lined it up so that he would pitch game one sixty three if there if there was such mm. a game, right? shows you the confidence that they have in his ability to go out and perform on any given night. Of course, we're going to wrap it up shortly, but big game, of course, on Thursday. We, we of course, will we'll break it down. But looking into this game, though, 
Robbie Ray, of course, big, big, you know, game potentially for him. I mean, I think if he has one last great outing, Jan, the Scion is his. I mean, I, I think it's his already to be completely sure. Honest. Yeah, probably, um, probably. <laughs> right. I, I do. And I, and I think it's, you know, all, all things being equal, I think it comes down to uh, the number of innings that he's pitched in comparison to Cole. Right. Right. Uh, the workload, right. The numbers spread out over the, over the, the increased workload. So I, I think he's already got it, got it locked up, but you're absolutely right. He goes out, you know, the night after the night after Garrett Cole has a not so good performance if Robbie Ray goes out there tomorrow and puts in just even a, a quality start, you know, I, I think he's, he's absolutely locked it up at that point. No doubt. No I mean, how doubt. How could you not give it to him? <laughs> no, of course. I mean, like, I, like, I just can't, like, even if I like, I'm, unless he just like completely like blows up is like, but even then, like I just, what he's done this year, you know, leading the ER, you know, American League ERA, you made the point about the innings pitched. Like, what a what a culmination that will be for him. I mean, and just the, you know, he, he we talked about the Teoscar Hernandez and, and some of those transformations on the hitting side, but my goodness, did Robbie Ray transform himself? And, and you mentioned earlier with working with Pete Walker, how impressive that you know is for him to come to Toronto as a guy who, you know, walked a lot, gave up a lot of home runs, bet on himself again, like Marcus Semyon. And here he is, Cy Young season. What more can you ask uh, for this Toronto Blue Jays pitcher? Exactly. And, you know, that might that might go somewhere in terms of, you know, contract negotiations, right? Sure. If they've, right, you know, the, you, you take a look at somebody like Robbie Ray, who's sort of turned his his career around with what he's been able to accomplish here in Toronto and working with the coaches, Pete Walker specifically. You know, I have absolutely no idea how that would factor into things, you know, because obviously there's, you know, other considerations as well. Um, but ultimately, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you want to win and you want to be put into a situation where you can succeed and help a team win. And that's exactly the position that he has been put in here. And I think that that could go a long way. No doubt. No doubt. Jen, we're going to have to wrap up, but where can people find you on Twitter? I know you're going to be coming on as a regu regular contributor on Locked on Jays, but where can people find you on Twitter or wherever the great things that you're doing covering baseball? Uh, so people can follow my work on Twitter at baseball underscore Jen. That's Jen with two N's. Um, same Instagram handle as well. But uh, yes, definitely please uh, follow along on Twitter for all things uh, Blue Jays and, and baseball related. A great follow indeed. That is Jen Smith on the Locked on Jays podcast. Well, that does it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in, of course. The Blue Jays, four games to go. They are still alive in the postseason race. But before we let you go, make sure to look at Locked on Bets. Of course, this is the podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, for the Locked on Jays podcast, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher, and Spotify. So for Jen Smith, I'm Lucas Sweets. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Jays podcast. We'll be back again soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.